0: Cigar Club family. Welcome back to another Cigar Club podcast. I'm David Pugh. Joining me, as always, is Griff Howie, and we've got two extra special guests today. We've got Luis. We've got Alec. We are at... There's no sign above me. No, there's a sign right there's over there. There's a sign <laughs> over there. We are at Casa Cuevas headquarters here uh, down in Miami, Florida, Blending Customs 2023. We've got three blends in front of us, uh, but before we really get into those nitty-gritty... Wow. nitty gritty details real casual you, you know yeah, I got there's it. a idiot behind the mic right now that's uh, correct how are we doing gentlemen thank you for having us here we're really excited for oh, this I opportunity to it. yeah please burn holes in it we get new mics if that's the case
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm great i mean we're great and we're really thrilled that you guys came to see us thank yep. you thanks I mean, for having us oh mm-hmm. come on that's easy we've been looking forward to this yeah absolutely you know I, I, we we appreciate it a lot a lot it's too bad you guys are only here for
0: just one more night. I know. I know it always seems to be like we have these quick trips, and the world is like, "I wish we had more time." But yeah. you got to get in as much as you can and take the time that you have. So yeah, yeah,
1: make take it most. Make it so we've got today.
0: number one light up. Yep. Here we are up. lit up. Hey, see, it's not just me. Thank you, Griff. This is this is really
1: good. Uh, my dad's really happy with this one. It's the uh, it's the house blend. The okay. others were blended separately. Obviously, they're different. Right, one, two, and three. But uh, my father goes, I, I really, really think they're going to dig this. Um, so he happened to leave yesterday. If not, it would have been cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been neat. How often does it come over? Every two weeks. Oh, really? Wow. Every that's a weeks. lot of travel. Yeah, well, well my mom uh, my mom and him uh, lived in the DR, and then the pandemic hit. So they have a house here about a block away from where we live. Oh, cool. And oh, okay. then mom decided not to go back anymore. So he sold uh, the house over there. They downsized. And... Uh, he comes every two weeks. That's great. Yep, yeah.
2: yeah. That's a consistent schedule. Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. He's got everything pre-booked already, literally for every two weeks. Really? So, oh wow, uh, yeah, yeah. Hop on the plane, hop over the pond. Yep, it's, it's an hour and a half flight. flight. Yeah, yeah, an hour and a half. Oh, yeah,
0: we keep. I keep forgetting that it's we're here it's in nothing. Miami. It's it's not
1: yeah Atlanta where it's four hours and a layover. No, no, literally an hour and a half. Yeah,
0: that uh, makes it a lot easier. It it's makes it easy. a lot
1: easier. <laughs> the only bad thing is you know the only game in town is American Airlines. So if you if you book the flight too close to the, I mean sometimes uh, the, the tickets will double triple in price. Yeah, really. Yeah, that makes sense. So
0: we are smoking blend one here. Our idea going into this, Griff and I were intentional. We wanted to have a Connecticut or a more mild to medium cigar, but we wanted complexity. We wanted body. I think the biggest issue that we have with Connecticut's that are out there just they're flat, right? They're there's Blown air. Uh, they're not really for the cigar smoker, I feel like. They're just for people who want to maybe have something. Yeah. Um and so we wanted to really approach this and, and bring forth a Connecticut that we would want to smoke daily, not just with coffee, but something you could smoke after a meal, you know, an anytime day cigar. So I think that was the initial approach idea behind this one. Uh what is the blend breakdown of
1: what we're smoking now? That is the simplest of the of the blends. So they all have Ecuadorian Connecticut, right? Um Connecticut, Connecticut's we don't use it all, and, and it's prohibitively expensive, uh, upwards of $40, $50 a pound. Wow. So, everyone kind of stepped away from that, mm-hmm. and they're using Ecuadorian Connecticut. The binder is a Lord Dominican. Okay. And the blend inside is really simple. It's Dominican and uh, Nicaraguan. Okay. Wow. So, very, very simple. Uh, there's a little more complexity than the others. I, I, matter of fact, I had the notes, and when you guys came in right now, I made sure I wrote everything down again, so <laughs> well, I, I knew what I was saying. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, uh, just the quality of tobacco is actually very good, I think. And we pride ourselves in our core line and in our reserva line when we speak to people, say, this is a smoker's Connecticut hmm. because of what you said. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what you want, not just air. Um, you don't want a chest buster. Yeah, No, for but sure. By the same token, you just want to blow air. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah you want idea. something more than just yeah. tobacco. Like you're smoking a cigar. Yeah. It's super creamy. I'm getting like this like pepper on the back of my tongue now. Yeah.
0: Like, when I did the cold man. draw, it was super fruity. Which I assume is that Dominican binder. Is, is yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And and you know what's interesting? I yeah. I didn't do the cold run. I should have done it first. So well, yeah, rookie mistake on my part. <laughs> you know. Me too. Me too.
2: Mm. Didn't
3: do it. So, but go figure.
0: One of my favorite. I'd love the Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Um, I just would. One of the cigars that I blended last year used it, and I usually enjoy a good Ecuadorian Connecticut. So to see three different iterations here, really excited to see just how blending. The changes will with and, just and the minor. I'm, I'm
1: interested also in, in, in seeing the differences between the three. I know they are different. Um, I wanna. I, I'm looking forward to doing this. Have you? It's been a while since we've blended anything like this. Yeah. Have you done? I, I assume you've smoked
0: one before since it's, you called it. I It's house,
1: house blend. I've smoked one before. Have you done? Tried two or three yet? Two or and three. I,
0: nope. Ooh.
2: That's, That's exciting. exciting. That's exciting. I can't tell you the last time I smoked a Connecticut cigar.
1: That's the thing. With me too, and I mean, then you know we, we come out with new stuff, and it was a Corojo, and then it was a Cameroon, and yeah. You know, so we've s- not gone to the Connecticut side in years. Yeah. Last time we came out with anything Connecticut was twenty nineteen. Wow, wow.
2: Yeah, it's easily eight plus months. In probably origin. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Origin would have been the last probably ecuadorian in Connecticut. Yeah. Wow. Which was a uh, uh, scarbladed. Oh, right twenty twenty two custom. So. And <laughs> That's and awesome. So uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I feel like a lot of people have moved away from
1: Connecticut, so maybe that's the industry yeah not necessarily you, trying to reflect that you but know, you know what's interesting though um our 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 biggest sellers really are Connecticuts when people go to a let's say a store to buy boxes for a wedding yeah or whatever maybe if it's a if there's a seasoned smoker there they it may not be their favorite but they're willing to smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. And That's if it's point. a new smoker, they're not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That perception that the dark, oh my God, it's going to be too strong. So it kind of fits the bill on both ends. Sure. And if you are a seasoned smoker and you grab a good Connecticut, you're going, all right, I, I can I can do this. Yeah. And you're not offending the other guy who's a newbie and he's afraid yeah. that, you know, he's going to be too strong. You don't want to turn him off of never
0: smoking cigars so, again because he's course. like, I didn't like this cigar. This is the That's it. the guy told me that this was a, a mild cigar and, and they hate it because either. You added too much complexity to it or too much umph, or it was just nothing, right? It was just air. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you can't turn away those new cigar smokers.
2: So I imagine yeah. that can be difficult. To there is away. definitely time and place. I, I will say when I golf, which is rare, but yes. I will smoke a Connecticut. For golf,
1: that's what I smoke. And yeah. I'm terrible at it. My wife's me phenomenal. Too. I'm terrible. Yeah. So um, yeah, whenever I do golf, it's Connecticut. I, I don't bring a Maduro with me. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like sweating, smoking no, a Maduro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's.
0: Not gonna be fun. No,
1: Uh -uh.
0: (laughs) but yeah, creamy. I get a little, uh, little citrus on the nose. Mm -hmm. Super clean. Yeah, I mean, there's long finish, but it's not a a a lingering finish. If that kind
3: of contradicts itself, but no, I I know what you mean. (laughs) mean. Impeccable burn. That's my grandfather's. um shtick so to speak Uh, considering it is the house blend it's something that he'll viably gravitate towards essentially the entire time that we're at the office over there in the factory he'll go through i want to say five is like the average form over there something like that yeah like five five to seven is more or less the the take but he's a connecticut smoker all the way through and he he just loves it he loves it that's exciting that's crazy Mm -hmm. so
0: speaking of blending cigars man to my right here if you're watching the newly found blend. Talk to us about that. I'm talking about the damn coffee cup. <laughs> it's all right. Talk to us. You're doing it again. Yeah. Well, that was on purpose. Oh. <laughs> Talk to us about your blending experience now, and and the success of uh, your cigar. Like how? What? How was that? How did that come about? And what have you learned so far about
3: that process? The utmost respect to fellow manufacturers and brand owners alike, first and foremost, I always like to say that uh, just on a beginning notion, because crafting something quite literally from the ground up, no pun intended, uh, is tedious. Uh, It took a good couple of months, longer than usual, as a matter of fact, to actually get the blend other way. And that was because my grandfather would be coming back into the States every weekend and then gone every two weeks or so. Mm Um, but the blending process as tedious as it was, was a blast. I mean, I, it's, I think it'd be remiss to say that I don't have a good time when it comes to smoking a plethora of cigars, knowing yeah. that you're going to get a good outcome yeah. with a nice, well-balanced complexity to the cigar. I've always been a sucker for Cameroon. So the cigar in question is Sangre Nueva. Which Thank is, you. I was going to have you say it yeah. I butcher it every time and you just <laughs> sound so elegant saying it. So I'm going to leave that, that one up for you. Uh, it, it. Essentially represents new blood, Um, but that's not in relation, which is something interesting uh, that most individuals, when I bring this up to, don't take into consideration. I'm not referring to myself in this regard. Yes, my father would, for example, in relation to it being my blend, but I do it in the sense where there is a future generation of smokers coming into the fray of things, and I wanted the opportunity to have those individuals in question my age, walk into a humidor, and at the very least, not feel intimidated by something that... On, uh, If you'd like to call it, the stereotype is considerably for the more experienced or for the individuals that have a celebratory notion with cigars. Certainly, I feel as if this is one of those things in particular that can fit all bills, uh, depending on your palate. Mm -hmm. But that being said, it's a tremendous industry. The culture to be had, I mean, everything's done on a handshake. That's why I named it New Blood. Also due to the notion that going throughout this industry and uh, going through my experiences, especially being alongside my father, who's an amazing mentor and my grandfather by default, I was always called a young buck young blood <laughs> um it was always something in relation yeah. to blood and just being young as a mm-hmm. whole and it would come up uh, time to time again on different interviews uh even on uh, personal handshake notions uh with patrons and, and uh actual shop owners alike and whatnot so that being said it got to the point where after hearing it for the billionth time my father said you know what uh all jokes aside, I, I think you should. I feel as if you have the palate for it. Um, your grandfather certainly feels like you're ready for it. I think you should do it. And for the longest time, I've always wanted to use Cameroon. Cameroon's tricky. I know you guys know this for a fact. Obviously mm-hmm. we do as well. African Cameroon is predominantly really owned by one particular family, truth be told. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely expensive and very hard to get consistency-wise. Yeah. So we never really dove into <clears throat> Excuse me, that sort of uh, blending process, considering those notions, uh, unless I wanted to come out with something limited. In this case, I didn't. Sure. So fast forward, we end up going to the Oliva Cigar Group over in Tampa, not to be associated with the brand itself. And these individuals are huge purveyors of Ecuadorian tobacco. So normally, for example, Ecuadorian Connecticut rapper we get from them as well as our Habano Ecuadorian rapper as well, things of that nature. He happened to have had the person there, um, Ecuadorian Cameroon. And that caught my attention immediately. Sure. <laughs> right, yep. I gravitated straight towards it. I remember looking at the leaf and thinking it was beautiful. And that's kind of the baseline for Sangre Nueva. Uh, it was about 14 blends all the way through. It took about eight to nine months to truthfully finish. But everything from the coloration to the motto, I mean, is a huge tribute, not only towards the lineage that was before me, something that I wish I was able to experience. And yet, given circumstances, I wasn't born yet, so I couldn't, (laughs) right? Um, But it was also a testament towards, truth be told, the passion I carry for this line of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that I feel a lot of younger folks look at in a sort of bizarre way. You don't tend to see a younger individual when it comes to smoking cigars, let alone blending cigars. Um, and yet I, I grew up with this. I mean, this is what I love. So to yeah. be granted that opportunity to me was huge. It sure. was huge.
0: And the validation of both your father and grandfather saying, hey, you're ready. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's, uh, yeah. Ooh, I, mean, I got goosebumps it,
1: from that. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's cool. And, and to give Alec uh, all the credit he deserves on this, he had worked at a retail shop here, which is enormous. They carry everything. And he worked there for almost a year. So part of what they asked him to do, as the one who's greeting the customers and is going to sell cigars is smoke everything. Mm-hmm. Smoke through everything. So he'd come home job. And, Darn. Yeah, right? <laughs> job and a He'd half. come home at night and <laughs> go, I smoke this, I smoke that, I smoke the other. So he smoked a wider variety of cigars than I have. Mm-hmm. I smoke more cigars because I'm older, sure. obviously. But he has smoked a wider variety than my father has as well. So my dad sure. don't, normally doesn't go out and buy cigars. Everything sure. like what's ever being made at the factories. He'll, he'll smoke. And predominantly... Connecticut's yeah um, but this kid had smoked a bunch of different things so he had an idea of what he wanted and that was kind of cool uh, to be able to you know pass the baton on to him and go you, you you run with it see what you think you can it's crazy work. so yeah, it, worked it was out. fun um, it worked
3: out. in mm-hmm. relation towards being at that location at that retail location close to about a year fully smoking everything on their shelves alone and this is, I'm talking every Vitola and every big name brand to even some um, more known boutiques, mm-hmm. everything that they've carried on their walls took me about, I want to say seven months. And I was a <laughs> cigar a day. And it's not just smoking cigars. It's smoking the cigar, Focusing. recalling the yes. cigar, sure.
0: being able to make, you know, if you smoked cigar A and, you know, user, the customer smoked D and they're looking for something new to right. then take that profile or the, that cigar that they enjoy. And then be able to make a recommendation basis. So it's not oh, even just, oh, I smoked this cigar. It's you're constantly either taking notes or, or having to recall that. You need to. Yeah. that's You need to, David, we talk that
2: We talk about that a lot of the time. It's like, sure, you can go smoke a cigar and you're working and not focusing on it whatsoever. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's so much fun when we can actually sit outside, yeah. not do anything, put your phone yeah. down, and just smoke and focus and pick up the transitions. And it's a full-time job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He, it, becomes a, it becomes a pretty tedious job. He um, kept that memory bank going because we'll, we'll do an event somewhere and um, someone will come up and say, tell me about your, your line. And the first question, the easiest question is, what do you normally smoke? Yeah, absolutely. Right? So he'll start with that and they'll bust out with, well, I smoke brand X. And then this guy will go, well, the Maduro or the Abano yeah. or this one and he'll, yeah. you break it down and he goes okay but was it the Robusto or was it the Torpedo or the Double Perfecto and he'll start going into all That's these and then he engages the consumer <laughs> and the consumer understands Wish that I he knows what he's before. talking about and he remembers and he goes okay in our lineup I think that this will probably fit that flavor profile. Yeah, that's such a great.
3: Did you keep a, a journal half. or anything? Uh No, although interesting concept. Yeah. We were doing events over there in the Pennsylvania slash Ohio territory, and there was an individual. Uh, shout out to Aaron if you are watching this in particular that had a journal already listed, yeah. mm-hmm. and with the band and everything else, I thought it was incredible. Yeah, to have that notion, but I mean, yeah. Truth be told, I still to this very day, I mean, this morning I was smoking uh, an Aladino. I want to say it was a Lancero size, but it was a little bit smaller than that. One of the shorter sticks. Yesterday I was smoking uh, El Wense in their Mm -hmm. double. Yeah. so. I just, I'm very. I like to say that I'm That's very awesome. unbiased as a smoker. I'm. Well, I, we both like to say, truth be told, that we're smokers before brand owners for the okay. same reason. Yeah. Um, and it does help in relation towards the sale aspect of things. An yeah, individual right. likes that yeah. Melanio Serie V. He goes
1: and he buys the the
3: cigars. I, I wait for friends of mine to give me the free ones. Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's nice to support the shop in particular, yeah. Yeah. and then also, yeah, to yeah, let yeah that is true. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to see what they have new. I mean, I, I'm still very much similar to Crap here in that regard, right? I'm sure. still very much a fan of discovering, is there something new out there? Yeah. There, there was something new yesterday um, from LFD, and I won't go too much into that in particular, but I remember picking up that cigar because we were told the price point and everything else, uh, it's unbanded and everything. And it was mm. like one of those things that you wouldn't expect to find in such a location while stocked right. like sure. that. And sure enough, I mean, it, that little cigar, for what it was worth, it was like a Corona Vitola carried a spice oh kick my God, to it, it was incredibly strong and it's, what's cool about something like that is you smoke that and that gets the
0: wheels turning mm-hmm. at least for me like i smoke something new i enjoy it i'll go look up you know the makeup of the cigar and i get those wheels turning of like oh wow that's a you know if i know which tobacco was maybe pulling out that certain note or something like that it gets the wheels turning of like ooh, how could we utilize that yep, and, yep, 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 yep. and maybe change the profile of the blend or, or maybe make it more towards your liking uh, so I, I like that aspect where you're you're kind of seeing what's out there, seeing what other people are pushing, and then use that to kind of push yourself. Well, Griff's Griff's underway. Let's get number two. Yeah, we'll get number two going. Going right here. I'm, I'm curious. Excited.
1: I'm excited too. That was good.
3: Uh, you want a good catch, man. Right on. I'm excited. Let's see, let's see. Let's see how different it is. Thank you, sir. Absolutely.
0: I'm curious. Cold draw? Just pass that.
3: <laughs> it's the cold draw. It's not for nothing, but he I... He loves to smoke, so he just gets right at it. <laughs> I think cold draw is a proof grassy notes really, they really yeah. they showcase certain things in the cigar that you might not be able to pick up on the initial light yeah uh perfect thank you
1: yeah and we got one lighter and if you're looking for your Yeah.
3: you'd be surprised for for being uh in this office space with a plethora of cigars you'd figure we'd have more lighters in oh here? No. my brother gives me shit about that all the time
2: <laughs> he's uh Every time we go to like light the fire or something, I'm scrounging for something. Basically like whittling sticks <laughs> to create flame. You'd think that we'd have 15 cutters, 15 lighters.
0: No. I don't have anything. No. Because then you're just... The more you have, you've got to keep up with them, right? It's just like hoarding. So I have I have a lighter, and I have a backup lighter for when I lose that one or I break it. And then I'll just buy a new one and have Ooh. two in my hands. At the very least. Yeah. Always come prepared. <laughs> Constant theme everyone's blending in Toro so far.
2: Yeah.
1: We always start with Toro's. I don't know why the hell they made uh, robustos for us or yeah, whatever. It's fine. No, it's, um, uh, it's yeah, always number something. three is a robusto, right? It's on yeah. the size now, but uh, yeah, we always blend with a Toro. And then from there, you either, either go down. If you're going to a smaller Vitola or you increase it, if you can do a, a 60, but I don't know if people know this or not, you have to re-blend everything. Yeah. You can't use proportions and think it's going to work, especially for the 60, especially for a 60.
3: It's one of those things that it just carries, well, viably, it carries more filler, just given the gauge, right? So that's something I mean, the that's The wrapper gets a lot more
1: lost in a, in a 60 than it does, let's say, in a, in a 50, obviously. Nonstop yeah, press. I'm digging number two more than number one so yeah, far. Yeah, I am too. I'm trying to keep my thoughts until... And number two's got a Nicaraguan binder, same fillers as the other, but it's also got Colombian in it.
3: Oh, which is that little mm-hmm. floral aroma you pick I, it, I picked it, it it up? It sort on of phone mitigates
1: phone. the. I like using Colombian. Uh, it mitigates a bit of the bitterness that you get from the uh, Ecuadorian uh, Connecticut. I think anyway.
0: Yeah, going back to the blending and Toro, well, that's something that we've kind of learned. I guess I always assumed robusto was the starting point for a blend, right? Like to me, that was the middle ground of the size and then you know after this trip everyone's been doing toros and i'm constantly bringing it back up and <laughs> i've learned that lot figures on fire it makes sense right like this is from here it's easier to go up and it's easier to go down than it is a robusto where you may be going two or three or i guess two four six mm-hmm. uh up and vice versa so uh and it definitely changed the way that I view having a starting blind is, you know, we usually, usually
1: we start with uh,
3: with Toros. This is
1: delicious. Mm-hmm.
3: This one I like better than number one. Yeah. But that also goes back to the, uh, the statement in which not necessarily the majority of the industry now currently going forward, but more so that because Smiley. everybody carries that experienced palette, this fits the bill more than let's say the Connecticut does. Because the Connecticut still carried its nuance, in my opinion. I mean, number one. They're both, they're all Connecticut. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Number one, number one. Pardon, yeah. Yeah, number
1: one seemed to be a little, now thinking back on, a little more harsh than this one. Yeah, this has... Yeah, uh, I would agree.
0: Right off the bat, this is more complex than than one. Um, that Colombian, is.
2: it had that twist, and that's what that is. Yeah.
0: As soon as I, I don't... I'm sure I have, but I can't recall a cigar that I knowingly smoked that had Colombian in it. We just
1: put a little bit of it in. Yeah. In I, Colombian, when you get Colombian tobacco... Um, you just buy Colombian tobacco, like you don't buy Colombian Seco or viso or Rolado, or you just it's it's sure. like a one size fits all type of leaf. Okay, um, I'm not sure what it would taste like if you did a whole cigar with it. Sure, I don't think it would work. Yeah. But as a component, kind of like what happened with uh, San Nueva. I was, I was going to say, say that. Gonna, yep, I was make same kind of to thing. Use a bit, and it's that one can you, you can be a little more lenient well, with yes, San Gernueva. You know that that okay. other component you can't put more than what we put. A in. A bit goes a long becomes, way. So. Speaking of adding a little bit of bit in
0: there to kind of change it, turn it on its head, you did something similar.
3: Yes. So with the Sangre Nueva, there is a particular component inside the filler, um, which I know you guys were aware that at the PCE trade show, it was something I rather have given as a homework assignment rather yeah. than yeah. speak about it outright, simply because it's one of those types of tobaccos that is uh, people genuinely adore it, People don't like it at all. There was no in between. Mm-hmm. And that's the Kentucky Fire Cured, which is American curated tobacco, right? Um, I remember going through that process as well. We settled, or better said I settled, but we all had the general agreement of blend number 10 being what is currently Sangre Nueva. Mm -hmm. But blend number 10 and blend number uh, 11 were both experimental blends, with 11 carrying much more percentage based of it. To which my mom, for example, is a big fan of that sort of flavor. So that cigar hit her bill right off the bat. yeah, Because I love the sensation and everything else. Whereas, interestingly enough, I'm not the biggest fan of Kentucky Fire Cured. Yeah. In the slightest. It's just one of those things Interesting. where, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, going back to the retail location, right? I went through a good majority of the different Vitolas that obviously the that, that Jewish state offered mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it, for whatever reason, it didn't resonate with me uh, in the same sense of having just a premium cigar with sure. good complexity and good body. However, finding it to be that, that blend number 10 only carried the tiniest sliver portion of it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. It just accentuated the rest of what the flavors had to offer.
0: Yeah, the the once by true
3: estate, I find
0: it's almost too overpowering. It's overwhelming. It, yeah. It, it causes and there's, and there's people that love that. To a fire no, cure. Puro. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It, uh, I noticed that it causes me to salivate mm-hmm. a lot. And which <laughs> you that, start drooling. All over the place. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> like it's almost, it, it's too overpowering and, and it just that goes word, nuts. Dude. Whereas with the sliver that you add, it, gets your palate kind of running at full speed right away and you're able to pick up more notes and, and more complexity. And, and, and
1: literally, I know we spoke about this at the trade show. It literally is a, a fill of the way. When rollers are bunching, um, they're not told what they're rolling. They're told how many leaves of whatever to use. Mm-hmm. So two, one, half, whatever. And they'll make their bunch. And when they roll it and they roll it back, there'll be gaps. In other words, they roll and they come back. And there'll be some spots, soft mm-hmm. spots, and they'll grab from wherever they want to. So the one that we're using, the two and the one and the half, maybe they'll buy a little a little more of the half again. Or they'll grab another one Interesting. of you. Follow me? So no two cigars are ever the same. You're right. They're always sure. going to vary a little bit. With the KFC, the only way you can control that is by telling them this little piece is all you're allowed to use. You're not allowed to use again. So you can. To fill in the little soft spots, oh, I see. You can grab from the two, the one and a half, and you yeah. go, But that one chunk—that's that's all you're allowed there, and that keeps it consistent. Because that will, because if not, drastically change it will change exactly. it. It will yeah, change it drastically. Extra, Are yeah. people
2: picking that flavor up? Are they asking you more
3: so than they're telling you? Or? It's so funny you bring that up, Griff. So considering how many individuals we've both explained this to at this point in relation to it being a homework assignment, yeah. I want to say four out of let's hypothetically hundreds, here, let's say it was like hundreds. yeah it was a lot of freaking people i can't give you the direct number obviously yeah, sure. right um but four quite literally picked it up off the bat really and just from the cold draw they're like oh i can tell Damn. But regardless i a cold mad, draw that one I, I think uh, if I you do the cold draw look, you'll you'll, you'll see i think i'm well, now that we know yeah no, well sure
0: <laughs> but i think that's also the last piece of tobacco that i would have ever assumed would have been Part, so it's in a cigar, like it, Part of our repertoire for sure. Yeah. Never. never. I mean, it's just that's not anything that would have been like, oh, if you're going to do fire cured tobacco, like that's the predominant, right? That's the the forefront of a cigar. So to yeah. have that be added to it and and really, as we were talking, like completely change. Especially, I think you had a whole leaf and then a half leaf on one yep. of the blends,
3: and the changes that that does. Oh, it's, is, it's tremendous. Yeah, it's tremendous. All of it going through. Um, I, I think if anything else. It's fun in that aspect, especially when you have those individuals smoke it down to essentially then up. They enjoy it and they come back with their own thoughts and ideas about yeah. it. Um, and then when you tell them what it is, they're like, "I should have known." You know, I one of those things. As,
0: yeah, it's. Exa- as soon as you told us at the show, I was like, oh, "Yeah, I, I thought we passed that test, but I don't no. think <laughs> know." <laughs> did. This is a creamy, mm. creamy smoke. Yeah, I, li- I like this one much better than this one. This is really, really. Do good. any of
2: y'all's core lines use any Colombian tobacco? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So I, I,
0: I have knowingly smoked it, but I have smoked it, but not knowingly.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Well, essentially all of our core line in relation towards our regular Habano. I I, I stick in the
1: Colombian in there. Hmm.
3: I like Colombian. It works well with Connecticut. It just
1: just does. Maybe it's, I don't know. uh, Maybe it doesn't really affect it. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it does. I think it does. I I think
0: even if it quote unquote doesn't like it balances and rounds the blend. So it, it does in that sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
3: Going back to one here?
0: Cool. Yeah.
3: Doing the taste test. Are you picking up a lot more flavors personally on the retro hill with number two than number one? I know that much. Mm-hmm. For a fact.
0: The uh, the retro on this cigar is like milky, the milk after cereal. Mm, okay. Like it's slightly sugary. I guess you could call it like condensed milk maybe, but it's not as thick as condensed milk,
3: but it's, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's almost like a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's that Colombian. It goes back to, let's say, um, the aroma aspect of things. The difference is incredible.
2: Yeah, it's very. <laughs> number one, is still very, very good.
1: Yeah, I'm number one is, like I mean, it. I yeah, think you know, they're, they're pretty all pretty smokers, pretty uh, uh, Connecticut's,
0: right? Burning hot ash on
2: me. <laughs> so number two, other than Colombian, any other differences? Nicaraguan, Dominican.
1: And then the binder's different. It's Nicaraguan binder. Got it.
0: Number one's good, though. I know. Number one's really good. I can see that you said this is your dad's
1: like daily smoke. Yeah, my dad loves number yeah. one. Yeah, I get I, I can He's, he's see really that. really happy with the quality of the You can back smoke it him. while working and not have to think about it like yeah. he likes he really likes Connecticut's a lot. And when he comes over to the house, even at the, at the as just my son was saying, at the factory at his house in Dominican, um it's Connecticut's. Really? Yeah. What's his favorite core line?
3: The Connecticut. Oh, is it? Yeah guess that makes sense. That was a, yeah. <laughs> Great toss up there. Well, he does particularly have a huge fondness for our, our Reserva Natural in hmm. particular. So that is he, uh, before the Reserva Natural, th- that blend initially came out in 2005, right? Um, and then relaunched again 2019 under a different title as a whole. But my grandfather was u- then using that house blend and whatnot. And then Core Line Connecticut came out. And that became his go-to for a good portion of time up until we relaunched the Reserva series. Mm-hmm. And that natural is, is, is Thick as Thieves with him in his palate. Something else he genuinely enjoys. Man, number two is really, really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, number two is very, very smooth. Lots of flavor, more complexity. It's, yeah. it's it's good. And it's also just completely
0: different than any other Connecticut that I've, I've smoked before. Like okay, it's, cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's not it, to the point of the kind of the idea behind it. This is spot on, like this was exactly what the intention behind. I'm glad uh, what we were looking for. So I'm really curious to see. I'm gonna light up
1: three, just because I want. I'm, I'm curious pull, to see three. Don't I want to see. I'm a little disappointed. It came out as a Robusto, <laughs> although nah, that mean. is my favorite vitola, Robusto I like the robustos yeah. in all of our lines more than anything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you get the old Edward hands going on.
3: Oh, we're 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 very used to this. That's
0: for yeah. sure.
1: Like, I can get you guys, by the way, um, number three in a Toro size as well. Yeah. I'll, think, I'll simply ask my I father from here to, we'll, to make we'll, you some. Because I think we will
0: also want to do unique sizes as well. So we'll maybe, whatever we land on, we'll maybe see, hey, will this work in sure. whatever, right? And there's, we there's can kind, play. Of, kind of some funness to it and see what we can do. We can play. Yeah, exactly. I love that's It's okay. a playground now. It's a playground. Oh. I was distracted when
2: you said funness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Blame me. No, caught okay. me off guard.
0: How, how How would you like me to say it, Griff?
2: More fun? <laughs> Thank
0: you. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize that. Did we all know
2: understand. you speak great English. so
1: yeah More fun. More fun. More fun. Not funness. It's okay. It's all right. I won't judge, judge you. you. Yeah, oh, for that, for that, that we'll just we'll call you out. Yeah. For that, you'll get the lighter last. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, I'll go back to number two then. Come hmm. on. I feel like number three going to have more so of the the, kick. The, the, yeah, I'm, the, I'm asking, well, I'm always curious, anybody and everybody, some of y'all's go-to, because what I've found you. out, go-to and favorite cigars are different. On your core line, what's your go-to cigar and what's your favorite cigar? And
3: if they could, they could be the same. Yeah.
2: My go-to core. You, you get home and you want to smoke
3: Casquavis. Okay. In relation to what I normally end up gravitating towards, it's the... F- Ooh, pardon me. It's the flacos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but the Flaccos specifically in that Habano with the Habano blend is... I have a story behind that one as well. It was one of the very few moments, um, so it, it, I'm somewhat biased in this regard, where I remember the Flaccos when they were initially launched. My grandfather and I was sitting outside my father. We have this little side area in our house. <laughs> To which we all would meet up there and we'd smoke into the evening going into nighttime. That's good too. During that process, um, he gave it to me with no words and essentially said, this is named after you, considering how skinny I am and whatnot, right? And I remember, oh, thank you, and smoking it. He took a, my father took a photo. Um, But it wasn't up until a little bit after that notion where we were in the Dominican Republic in my grandfather's old house. And we got back from the factory. My father and my grandfather had another business venue for dinner that they had to go to. So they left me at the house. Well, I mean, well I'm thinking out loud. I, I, I still prefer number two. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and I, I was going yeah. like this. Yeah. So. Um, and I, I was then left at the house. It, normally, my grandfather just enjoys smoking inside the house. Something that we can't do at home. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> right? It's just one of those things. It's nice. And um, he had this rocking chair, I believe. I don't know if he still does. But he had it literally right outside it, right? He doesn't have it anymore. And I remember sitting out there watching the sunset, smoking that cigar, and it kind of hit me like an epiphany. That was his way of kind of telling me, hey, welcome to the business. You're gonna be a lot more hands-on, your father is entrusting you with this as well. Um, That was, and no words were spoken, it was quite literally just over a cigar. Um so that cigar, whenever I have the opportunity to sit down, smoke it, and enjoy myself, I, I very much enjoy it. That that would be my go-to Casa Cuevas. Dang. Um now Long it answer. would be Sangre Nueva. Uh, sure. truth be told, that is my morning smoke. Um, interestingly enough. But in relation to favorite cigars, you guys got me beat because I have a shit ton, to yeah. be fair. Um, I would say I would say from a Connecticut standpoint, and one that really blew my socks off. I've mentioned this a million times before. Uh, Southern Draw, the Rose of Sharon. That medium like plus that, one, that has. That's, yeah, that's one of his favorites. That one, I... I, I like that one. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's a tremendous. really good cigar. Yeah. What yeah. caught my attention more often than not about that stick was, uh, honestly, the presentation. It was the pink band that it carried. Yeah, it looks really good on that yeah. wrapper. For sure. It just stood out. And I was at the same <clears throat> notion that when I was back at the retail location that they had it uh, officially launched in Lancero size. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. my go-to. I love yeah. Lancero's. yeah. And I remember picking it up. And at that point, it was essentially being pushed out like hotcakes at that location. But it was because I kept on telling individuals if you want to make that transition to a blowing air Connecticut to a smokers Connecticut, pick this guy up. It would change your perception entirely of what a Connecticut could be.
1: By the way, what screwed up there yeah. is at that point, that store is carrying our stuff, yeah. <laughs> so you'd figured he'd go. Hey, Whoops. by the way, I'm Alec Cuevas. Right? And, yeah, but no, no. The no, thing he's, was, I, I he's would selling do that. Southern Draw. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. I it's... would do
3: that. So I, and this is the interesting <laughs> notion of this, right? Because I'd come home with all these stories, and my father would be like, "All right, but did you push our stuff?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. I pushed everything across the lines." But I, I'm serious when I say I'm very unbiased yeah. as a smoker. That's I cool. mean,
0: well, that helps too when you're you, you. That's that immediate trust. Like, hey, he could be pushing me this, but he's
3: yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's helping. Knowing a lot. what, it, yeah, there's Absolutely. a few yeah, you, you individuals gain more credibility as a for that's sure. The thing uh, as a uh, tobacco. Some people would come exactly. in then at that point, mentioning that sort of thing, and then having them go and find something similar within their palate that's new to them. Yeah, they'd come back and they'd purchase a couple boxes of Casa Cuevas and then they would fall sure. in love with it by default, and yep. then there would be regular pickups in relation to that, while also grabbing something else that fit their bill.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um,
3: so it was it was a nice leeway into both. The Flaco Maduro to me is just. So up my alley.
1: That's the one I like. I don't care for the abano, but I don't like uh, abanos necessarily very much. Yeah, I I, I, I stay away from from our line um, from the abanos. Not my. The only abano I like in our line that I really go to is La Mandaria, the sledgehammer. Mm. Mm -hmm. That one I really enjoy. Um, The other abano that we have in the core line, it's 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 not my favorite. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Uh, Right now, my my favorite is uh, Sangre Nueva for sure. I I really, really, really like that cigar a lot. Yeah, And every time I smoke, I go, this is bloody delicious. Are you hearing anything
2: about size preferences with that cigar?
3: Yes. So there's a reason that the... Oh, you got it? Perfect. Thank you. Um, I've been saying this time and time again. I love that double perfecto. Um, Yeah. It's it's in part also due to one of the very first double perfectos I ever smoked, which was the Rocky Patel 55. Uh, I initially thought it was plugged considering it was my first double perfecto, Oh, interesting! but once it opened up on you, that's where the whole blossoming concept came into effect right. yeah. in my mind. So I personally love that size mostly because it gives you crisp and I mean, really crisp transitions. Um, you're going to pick up that Kentucky fire cured right off the bat considering it's so narrow taper, exactly. mm-hmm. but then as it opens up, you start tasting less of it and more of the rest of the flavors the cigar has to offer. Makes sense. And I've been hearing that um, during local events as well as some out uh, in other locations in other states in which I'd recommend that the individuals then would gravitate either towards that one because they trust me in particular or they'll go for the Robusto and then pick it up after the fact. And more often than not, I hear that they prefer that double perfecto simply because it gives you that transition. That complexity is very much there with that vitola. We, so with we, that
0: double perfecto, sorry, let me cut no, you off. that's okay. That sliver of fire cure is
3: the same sliver
0: throughout the the whole yes. cigar so when you're getting that very initial puff of it the other filler ratios are going to be much smaller wrappers going to be obviously smaller your binders to be smaller so it's okay. able to
1: pick up that oh yeah that's interesting so that's uh, it's yeah i mean the, when we we sold out of the initial um we talk, talked about this earlier the initial shipment that we got we sold out in a couple of weeks and the first thing that sold out was toro because Toro's still king right a lot toro is a very popular size as more and more people have smoked the double perfecto that seems to be the one interesting that's going to be the because even um we we had an event here when we launched it locally here in, in miami and uh there's a particular individual who says the only boxes we had left at that point were double perfectos. everything else was gone and he says uh, i don't like 60s i go i don't like 60s i go you mm-hmm. know you know me i'm gonna be here all night anyway yeah give it a go i go because it tapers at the end, mm-hmm. and it's a fifty-eight. It's between like a fifty-eight a and a sixty. It's sure. one thirty-second of an inch, literally diameter. It's nothing. Um, I go give it a go. You're going to be sure enough. The guy came back. He bought a box. Fell in love with it. Oh, that's right. So there's something about that size that is not that sixty. I, again, I don't like abanos too much. Mm-hmm. I don't like sixties. We carry them because they sell. But a sixty gauge is just not my thing. Yeah. That perfecto. Wow. Yeah, I think for it just that works. being a double perfecto. For me, a lot of
0: my dislike of a six-year gauge is just it doesn't sit well mm-hmm. in my mouth. Mm-hmm. It, it's the experience of it is not enjoyable, and so you get that taper, so it it feels better as you're smoking. It, it. does. Um, I agree. But then you get the the extra filler with that cigar. I, I can imagine. I haven't smoked the double
1: fracture, but I I can. We we that make makes uh, sense. We have a couple there remaining uh, loose sticks
3: that uh, before you guys take off. We might need to, uh, to open up the door. It's getting uh, smoky in here. No, we can't open up the door. Oh, that door? Yeah. that works. No, that, no, not this one. Not this, this one. one yeah, because we, this we we have, we'll
1: have some guests coming in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, the, yeah the sign's please. in Spanish, and the dude still tried to open the door. You
2: know, <laughs> you, you, yeah, I
1: don't know if you guys I'm that. leaning
2: towards number three right now.
1: Are you? Can, yeah. Can you give us the blend breakdown of three? Sure. It's a lore binder. Same as number one. But this one's got uh, Pennsylvania Broadleaf in it as well. I think that's why. Yeah, there's Broadleaf. <laughs> There was something that I was getting and I
0: wasn't sure. I thought it was maybe some Coriolio or a Corojo that was cooked because I was getting this spicy, fruity note. Um, So I was curious to
1: see what was. Obviously, I was dead wrong. There's no shock there. I think it's really hard to distinguish, you know, tobacco types. You don't learn. No, but it's really, really hard. This is. And you can pick up Ligero, you can pick up Seco, yeah, but right. when you start getting nuanced, yeah. is, it, uh, yeah, right. is it from Jalapa? Is it from, you know, Esteli? I mean, give me a break. Uh, is it Piloto Cubano, Dominican blends, uh, rather uh, crops? It's really hard to distinguish. Because yeah. there's a lot of tobacco that's, anyway. that's very similar. There's no, people out like there like that do it. I just, yeah. I'm not that refined. I'm not that refined. Yeah, it's, it's that
2: If that's hitting it for me.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That it's like the, the bo-
2: best of both worlds.
1: Yeah.
0: And it doesn't add strength. At least right off the first couple puffs. I mean, it's not like it's pushing it to oh no, you know, the opposite end of what you would expect.
1: It's very, very it's Great flavor. It has a lot of flavor. Oh my gosh. It has a lot of flavor without that, that harshness yeah. number one. You know what I mean? I thought number one was number thinking one, back on number one, it was a lot more more harsh <sighs> to me. I agree. It's definitely between but two. But they're all three. I mean, they're I all hate you're, to say you're, you're smoking a cigar. Number one is number three in my lineup. You know what I mean? They yeah, get you. For sure. And in my mind too. Yeah. Mine too.
3: Number one, is that allure binder that brings about that, that harshness. Well, that? this
1: one has allure also, but that that broadleaf, I think, just plays with it really it well. It works well. Yes. It's one
3: of those, it's it's a primer, so to speak, in relation to the cigars. Mm-hmm. I think it gives it a nice little oomph. Yeah. You know, I'm going back to the number two now to kind of... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to... I just to... went back to number
2: two and... Falling flat for you now. Mm-hmm. Number three it is, huh?
1: This would be interesting in a Toro. We'll get you some. I'll get you some. I'll have him hmm. I'll have my dad. Uh, well, the, our shipments leaving God, today. A, we get it on Friday. It really good. <laughs> but uh, he'll fly in in a couple of weeks and <laughs> I'm bring always, in a bundle cool. <laughs> of so you come something. down too, and you're just like, "What do I?" Always. I'll tell him. I'll but call never, him every cigar. Yeah, that's ever come. It's out,
0: never it's bad to you have, have two and three. Yeah, it's never bad to have two good options, right? Because then you know there's no bad choice.
3: Exactly. It's just what we. I'm glad you guys
1: are. I mean, I'm glad we hit what you all were aiming
0: for. Yeah. Uh, right. right on the right on its head and it's different than anything that we've had previously okay uh as far as that we've done with four customs which i cool. think is
2: is really great i could get around the whole connecticut boat with number three for
3: sure that's the thing it's, a it's got a lot of flavor mm-hmm. very much a, a smoker's lot of connecticut God, but two is really good two is, good. Two is really, really good should be told that, that's the interesting notion, and it's funny you bring that up, right? I feel as if the majority of individuals in question that come out with a particular cigar definitely had a close running second sure. yeah. like, which one of the two are we going to shoot with? In our case, it was uh, the number three, and then the number 10 was Sangre Nueva, right? But same thing with Patrimonio, same thing with the Mandaria, which was a hefty amount of blending. That one took us, I want to say it was 20 blends in total, somewhere no, like that No, it, was, it
1: wasn't that many. If you remember, the Mandaria was done on the fly. We did it in a week. I think wow. we did it in a week because we had gotten robbed, yeah. <laughs> and, and the trade yeah, show, yeah. Oh, and the trade yeah. show was coming up, and God. so you came up with the idea of using the sledgehammer, mm-hmm. and so we had to rush and do everything. <laughs> that was rushed, and it just turned out to be a home oh. run. It was limited, supposed to be limited initially. It was to make up for the monies that we had lost. We were uninsured at that time. You guys would know that, but uh, we had been here. We had received the shipment, and um, a couple of weeks later, is when we got broken into, so I didn't oh. have the fire extinguishers and a bunch of stuff in any event. Um, here we are.
2: So you show up the next morning.
1: Yeah, it's I hot. showed up my my uh, Did you
2: know at the time? I mean, was no, there an alarm No, or? My,
1: my sales director. No alarms went off. Okay. Cuz the way they bypass that is Well, don't tell you, anyone. You'll <laughs> see. <laughs> you know, well, now, now they can break in cuz there's sensors inside the humidor, but, <laughs> no, That's right. right. So the the door you guys walked in through is alarmed. The the bay door is yeah. alarmed and then there's a back door for an alleyway, that's alarmed. Okay. And um, but inside the humidor itself, the only way you trigger the alarm is by like opening up the humidor door that's alarmed if you open up the door it'll, it'll trigger so i go the only way you can get there is by coming through here or there or there and if you're breaking through the roof um you still have to open up that door and that door's going to trigger right yeah right well what they did is they took a sledgehammer broke the wall and cut into the humidor oh my god and never opened up the oceans of 13 that's 14 yeah, yeah exactly easy I never opened up the door, Jeez. so nothing triggered. It, it was a full And I ice. found out uh, yeah. at that time, Gabriel Alvarez was my sales director. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, Gabriel passed tragically, uh, uh, which sucks. But um, he was my sales director, and he got a call from one of our neighbors. Hey, there's a bunch of cigars strewn through the alleyway. Because they had to rush out. They got spooked at one point. Really? There's a bunch of cigars in boxes, and there's a hole in <gasps> the wall. And I was on my uh. way here. And Makes Gabby tells me, and yeah. Went, yeah. sure enough, when I parked the car, I walked inside, and when I opened it, it was just empty. 25,000 oh. cigars gone. gone. Jesus. Gone. We were wiped out. Uh. We were wiped out. And we saying. got everything on camera. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're bored at home, if you Google Casa Cuevas Breakin, you'll find YouTube footage of it. Really? You'll find news footage of it. Yeah. All oh, the cameras didn't do a damn thing. I got a bunch of guys you know, uh. with their faces covered in a
3: sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, just it at the the very least, nothing. It, it nothing, might have, nothing great usage like, of the sledgehammer, yeah. I mean, that's a truth be told for your cigar, those, not uh, them breaking in, yeah. All right, He's go out. figure, pops, gotcha, thank you. But yeah, I remember I got the information from my father saying, Hey, whenever you have the time, swing by the office, something happened. And I was currently, uh, at my university at the time, uh, FIU, I was there, I remember in class. And it was a prep for a particular exam that was really arduous and difficult um and i remember just picking up my backpack sprinting out the door he stopped me and he says where are you going i'm like there's a family emergency something kind of better said Shit hit the fan yeah Yeah. i gotta go see what's going on because you're gonna miss a lot of important notes and i was like this this is is a little bigger than that yeah Yeah. and coming over here um just it was Mm -hmm. it was something else just to see all the cigars strewn about a bunch of cigars were thrown on the floor because they did it also in the rain mind you So everything on the back that was left. It was pouring rain. It's hard work.
0: It's 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 everything that went into making those cigars and and the kind of the disrespect of
1: seeing that. It it is. Uh, And and it made no sense. Right. Because, uh, you know, we're a small brand now, but we're five years into it. Mm -hmm. There's some recognition Um, back then. We were just starting off. So essentially you're going to do is you're going to take our cigars, unband them, maybe pass them off as Cubans. Or whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. I was, I was you like, know, that you that gonna, was, that was probably us, the that idea. And, but, you know, we, we did the best we could. We got a lot of um, news stations local to come out, both in Spanish TV and, and uh, English TV or American TV. And, and uh, hmm. that gave us a lot. And then we immediately went to social media. The idea was to prevent them yeah, from sure. easily selling the cigars. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know how successful we were, but I don't know if you guys know this. We were broken into, you know that, Gurkha, La Galera, Jew Estate, Aladino, uh, Aladino uh, they, they stole the, the entire container of uh, Opus X's. Was that the same same that, year? Was, that it, the, the, it, it was the same year, but over the course of time, yeah, okay. uh, there's been a lot yeah. of break-ins, yeah. and no one's ever gotten caught. No. That's crazy. That, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I remember reading the news article specifically about the Opus yeah. Fuente yeah. heist.
1: For, the opus, I mean, the opus heist was is amazing because they had a, a container, and uh, the dude showed up. So the bay's open, blah blah blah, and he just hitched up his trailer and took Drug off. It. And everybody yeah. in the thing goes, "Hey, see ya!" Because they thought it was part of the delivery thing. You yeah. see? Oh my god! Yeah, it was one of those up, act like you belong. Put yep. on a, a an orange vest, <laughs> and everyone thinks you're. He, he hooked it up, and he just, "Bye guys, and, whomp, and yeah, we'll take care of it from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See ya, we got it."
2: All right, Griff. The burn on the burn construction on all three.
0: I keep I I've, I've been smoking 2, smoking 3. 3 is I think more in line with the idea that I have of of the blend.
2: There's a butt coming, I know it.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> I prefer 2 over 3, but I think 3 is closer to the conceptual idea that I had. It's just so different. Exactly.
2: Yeah. It's not your typical Connecticut.
0: Yeah, and that's that was the goal. If I had a choice, if I'm sitting down and smoking a cigar, I'm reaching for two, but three is what I wanted. And I, if, if that makes any sense, surprisingly,
2: it makes sense. But thank
0: <laughs> you. <laughs> if we can highlight there that,
1: um, oh, they're reading the sign. Ah, bye. bye. They can't see us. Oh, oh, that's fun.
3: Oh, they, they can, <laughs> yeah, they, they can't see us. That happens uh, fairly, fairly often. Fairly often, you Jeez, have a lot of She finally movies.
1: read the sign here. I have to put another sign on this sign, one up there, and I don't know. I there don't you know. go. Just sheet, sheet the door do. with
3: it. Wow.
1: Yeah, number three. That yeah. broadleaf
2: is just mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, I agree.
0: Wow. So with a cigar like this, what – obviously, it, it, you don't know until you try it, but like when you have an introduction of something like broadleaf into a Connecticut, obviously you have to be delicate because it can, I imagine, overpower It can the nuances, kind of the softness of a Connecticut. It can. When you have a – as you're doing a test blend or coming up with a new blend, would this cigar particularly do well, say, a Lancero or a Corona? Or does that broadleaf need a little bit more extra filler it, in it, something it, like a, a 50 or 52? It's
1: really hard to use it. In a lancero or a corona because it's such a thick leaf. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when you're coming down to let's say a 43 hour was if you use that in it, you're almost left with nothing else to put in. Gotcha. It takes up almost the entire thing. I hadn't think about that. It's really hard way, yeah. to roll. Interesting. Same thing with uh with the KFC. We um our broker in California, her birthday's coming up uh at the end of the month, October thirty first, as a matter of fact. So as a gift, she asked for Lanceros from Sangre Nueva, 43. Oh, cool. So she asked for that. And my dad's making 50 of them. Oh, cool. Originally, we wanted to make 100. He's making 50 of them. But he goes to me, These are the hardest darn things because (laughs) because of the broadleaf and because of the uh, um, Kentucky Fire Cured. He goes, It's almost impossible to rule. So he goes, If anybody comes up to you and says, We want to do a a run of these or whatever, the answer is no. 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 Yeah. No.
2: Yeah, it was like Christine doing the Flacco in...
1: Uh, Patrimonio. See, that worked. Oh, that yeah. was... That worked. Um, that's the same that, idea with this, that, but no, it won't... Size. I'm going I'm to hang on to a few and send you guys some of these, because uh, it's going to be really a one and done. Sure. That. So that would be amazing. So my pops will be bringing him back uh, in a couple of weeks. He flies back on the 21st of October. Okay. And uh, then I'm going to send him over to her. So, yeah, I'll have you guys... I'll, I'll send you guys some.
2: Did you ever think of a Lancero in that blend?
3: No. Also due to the fact that yeah. that thing is thick. Yeah. I mean like as well goes, I had no
1: idea I had no idea that it was gonna be that doubly difficult. I, yeah. it never occurred to me. I was going right. pops go ahead and make them and it yeah. goes whoa, 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 whoa. the leaves are it, way too thick. I th- think <laughs>
2: from from the common idiot like Pew and myself, it's like you think all of this stuff can just be whipped up in any size. Yeah. And you don't actually think of the leaf yeah itself.
0: I never thought about I thought maybe about the, the strength or the power of the leaf, but not the actual yeah. The leaf, leaf itself,
1: itself is is just really thick. Yeah. Especially that KFC leaf. Have you ever seen them? I, yeah. They're enormous and they're really, really thick. Yeah, it's well, just one of those things. There's a cool story about the KFC, by the way. Well, the year Jewish State launched their KFC, we were making the Sam LaCia Black. You guys remember this at all? So Sam LaCia, mm-hmm. uh, he used yeah. to—he's the one who created the nub—and yeah, a really good guy. And uh, so Sam goes over to our factory and he wants to come out with what he's going to call the black. And <clears throat> the white was made in Nicaragua. Yep. So we go to a tobacco purveyor. And essentially, you're going shopping for ingredients. All they do is sell raw tobacco from all over the world. And they have a section for name the country. So as he's asking for all these different things, um, they start getting into countries. And he goes, I'm of Italian descent. You guys have Italian tobacco. So the gentleman taking care of us goes, we sure do. Comes out with KFC. I know, I know. It's not Italian. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. what would happen was he was selling that tobacco to an Italian company and they were using it for pipe tobacco. Oh. So he assumed it was an Italian customer. It's Italian sure. tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Whatever. So we come back to the office. It smells like barbecue. with You know, dust. Yeah. it smells like one big barbecue. Yeah. And we started playing with it. Um, tried it as a wrapper. It, it doesn't work as a wrapper. It won't hold press. As a binder, it won't hold press. Presses, when you, when you roll the cigars, you keep them pressed until mm-hmm. they get the shape they're going to get. Well, it would take so long to do so and the rollers are getting paid per piece yeah. that it wasn't feasible. Right. You'd have to overcompensate or whatever, maybe. So that was out. And then we started playing with how to do it on the inside. Well, we came out with a blend for Sam and the year he was able to launch it at uh, the trade show, whatever it was called back then, IPCPR or TDA, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, that's when Jewish state had launched theirs simultaneously, but we would have never discovered that tobacco, but for, a mistake, right? It was yeah. simply a mistake. Interesting. By the gentleman that said, "Oh, I have yeah. Italian tobacco." Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Like none of us knew it existed. I haven't smoked that cigar it's a cool story. in yeah.
0: years, Very and it's a true forever. story. Yeah, because they he he doesn't do that anymore, does he?
1: No, no, he's got um, a uh, a subscription. Gotcha. Type thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Well, we do a uh, at the end of every show, we do a question from uh, one of our customers. We submit all over, so Griff's gonna read that, and we're gonna we're gonna loft, uh, throw you I'm up a question it here. Me
2: upside down. Question <laughs> of the day, folks. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Heldreth. Question: Different cuts for different Vitolas. Punch v
1: straight. Wow, I've heard. I've heard. Not that I'm saying I've heard that it does make a difference. Um, I normally don't use anything but my fingernail. I don't have much of a fingernail, but whatever I little have, <laughs> yeah, just to take off the chupeta, the, the top part, and and that's it. I don't. I can't speak with authority and tell you that the cut is going to make a difference on the Vitola. Mm -hmm. I I just...
3: I feel as if it does to a degree. I've I've heard it does. Um, If you look at, for example, let's say your go-to size is a 60 or above in terms of gauge, but you come at it with a punch. Yeah, It's going to be much more compact airflow-wise that you're going to be receiving rather than going through a deep V, let's say. Um, But beyond that instance of the punch changing something of that gauge. Truth be told, I I can't really think of anything else in particular that that really changes it enough to the point where the blend itself comes at you from a different angle, if that makes any sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I find that with a tapered end like a Perfecto or a Torpedo, I gravitate towards a deep V. Mm -hmm. I like the way that the cigar cuts
1: in that. I get a little bit more surface area. Yeah. Uh, I, I would agree. I mean, with a, with a torpedo, you certainly can't do what I'm talking about. Here. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if I,
0: if it's a, tr- if I'm using a straight cut on a torpedo, I'll do like an angle or something like that. Yeah, just because It gives me a me little too. bit better of a drawing. Yeah, exactly. And it used to be, I do V cuts all the time and now I've gravitated yeah. back towards straight cuts. It just, Simplistic. no rhyme or reason. Yep. And uh, I'll, I can't even even keep my regular
2: cutters, nonetheless, you know, (laughs) these specialty gutters. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll, you know, just whatever I'm feeling, just
2: whatever I'm reaching
1: for. I've noticed when
2: you're lighting cigars, you're using matches. Is there anything on that end...
1: No, I mean I've 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 lit cigars with citronella candles. Yeah, okay. And uh, and at first it <laughs> tastes like first. citronella. It citronella on telephone. a candela wrapper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's that's that's, that, that's a wrapper I just can't get through. I don't. Candela, I can't. I can't, can't drink. I, I can't yeah. drink. Can't, I can't. smoke I can't. candelas. Mm-hmm. I can't. But anyway, different segue here. Yeah, different um, podcast. And I've lit them with uh, citron because I had nothing else handy, and I'm outside. I'm lazy. I don't want to go inside the house and whatever. Wow. So I'll do it. And at first it tastes like crap. Yeah. And after a couple minutes, it becomes a cigar. Yeah. Um. You know. So I, I mean, I'd like to say and be real cool, and we use we have uh cedar sticks here. Yeah. So right. You can light like the cedar stick and everything else, and it smells it's a really lot good. Of work. Yeah, I, I, it's just a lot. I of just work. want to smoke my. Cigar. I just want to smoke uh, there's my. There's just my so cigar. many theories and, and I I don't know. I've heard that if you light it with uh, the match, and you don't let it get to the wood, and what you're getting that sulfur. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, maybe yeah. at first a little bit, but. Yeah, I don't maybe for 30 it's subjective, And if I mean, I could sit there and if BS you like everybody, way, but I don't you, want you to
0: go that way. You don't, you know, to each their own. As long as at the end of the day, you're smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. enjoying the cigar, whether it, it would be friends by yourself. That's the important part. Yeah, the I, mean, I even lit again,
1: cigars back to back, you know, with another cigar.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's well, I think we have officially declared <laughs> blend the three winner. is going to be the winner. That's cool. And uh, we're going wow. to do this numbers. in something. What what's Rebus- your
2: preference? You don't have to say number
3: 3. Truth be told, mind you, my nose runs all the time when I retrohale like a crap ton of cigars. This <laughs> is like a common thing for me sinus wise. Um It's a tough one cuz I agree with David in relation to number 2. I I love the creamy factor that it brings and that floral note is something different that mm-hmm. you can pick it up is. on that retro. But number 3 on the other hand, curing more of a of that medium body in relation to the Connecticut itself. Mm-hmm. Does also bring something new to the table in relation to something that's like savory. Like I can I can picture myself having this Connecticut after a good lunch. Yeah. yeah. Whereas number two, it's a great morning smoke. Yeah. Um. I bottom dollar, bottom dollar. I'd say for complexity purposes, I'd, I'd go on ahead and I'd say number three personally. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I think I, you're I, leaning number two. I, yeah. I, <laughs> he's thinking I, number I, I'd two. I like I like number two,
1: but um, three certainly works. I'm, I'm curious to smoke three. Yeah. In a Toro. yeah and we have apples to apples yeah you know what I mean it will be although Robusto as I said earlier is, is it's my, my go to it's the yeah. one I go to in all our entire lineup sure if I have a choice it's always a, a Robusto it's like one of those that you just yeah. know so classic yeah you just know if exactly. a blend's
0: not going to smoke well in a Robusto you're going to have some issues yeah I agree maybe not but usually yeah, probably usually the case. It's, a,
1: it's more often than not pretty yeah pretty steadfast guys
2: mm-hmm. thanks so much for having us yes thank you very
1: much this was thank this was guys. wonderful Thank you. Thank you Should so much. Told, this was, was awesome. Me. This was really cool. And we is about know as laid back as uh, uh, it's, that's any, any podcast I've ever done. This is <laughs> that's <laughs>
0: what it's all about. Well, thank you all for again for tuning in. Uh, until next time, happy smoking.
2: Cheers.